Thank you for tuning in to Trinity Baptist Temple's podcast. I'm Pastor Kyle Dinsmore, and I pray today's sermon is a blessing to you as you continue to seek the Lord and follow His will for your life. If you have any questions, please feel free to contact us. God bless you. The last uh, message that we did in this, we primarily focused on the husband's roles uh, inside of marriage, but we also found principles for all of us believers to follow. So um, men, husbands, maybe wives, you, you, if you weren't here, you want to go and, and, and get that, uh, as well as the wives' roles that we covered before that. Very important things, very imp- important principles that we find in scriptures there. Uh, many times, we, if we would just simply do it God's way, we'd find Man, that's a lot easier, and it's a lot better, because God's ways are blessed ways. So if we try to have a marriage, try to have a, a home, try to have a relationship outside of what God's already prescribed, already what God's already detailed and given us examples for, uh, then we're just going to make our lives miserable. If we submit and do it God's way, again, it's just a lot better. God's ways are always better. Uh, but we found these two rules last, last week, number 29, was this. Husbands' role is to love their wives in such a way that esteems their wives above even their own lives. And that was, that was the example that Scripture gave us concerning Christ and the church. The Bible says that. And so kind of leading into number 30 was this. A husband's love and a wife's respect should illustrate this beautiful union of Christ and his church as well as demonstrate what God's blessings look like. And so if you remember, if you were here, I said that. You know, our marriages, when we're out in public, uh, even inside of our homes to our kids, we're showing people this is what God, because marriage is a blessing. This is what God's blessings look like. And so if it's nothing but tearing each other down and bickering and fighting and, 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 and hostility and, and, and discontent and, and, you know, grunt, grumbles and, and murmuring and all that kind of stuff, you're, we're telling our kids, the next generation, we're telling the lost, don't you want some of God's blessings? Don't you want some of this? This is good stuff. You know, most of the time, again, that's where uh, the lost find, you know what? We're doing just fine without the Lord in our life. Um, And so, again, we have this great privilege, great responsibility of representing the relationship that we are all to have uh, with Christ as Christians inside of our marriages. And so this this, this, uh, evening we're going to move forward in this, and we're going to see these relationships continue. And I, I want to share something again that I shared before we began this se- section on relationships, um, and it was this. Someone once said, it's relatively easy to exhibit a spirit-filled life for one or two hours each week in church, but it takes the work of the Holy Spirit to exhibit godliness, not only on Sundays and Wednesdays, but also in everyday relationships between wives and husbands, between children and parents, and between servants and bosses or masters so in each of those three relationships we saw and again i said this before we start started this or we see in the first role that person is to submit the second role that person is to make sure that they have the care and concern for the first person that they're supposed to have and they're both to act out to live out, not act out like pretend but to live out these roles as service unto god so the wife is supposed to submit as an submit to her husband as service unto the Lord. The husband is supposed to love his wife as Christ loved the church as service unto the Lord. So again, we, we get into this um, uh, tit for tat and, 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 and you know, well, I, I'm not going to do that because she does this, or I'm not going to do this because, because he does this. Do it as unto the Lord. 
That's, that's what God's called us to do. We are to submit and to love and to carry our roles as unto the Lord. And so, and the, and the Bible says that in other places too. It says that you're supposed to do all things without murmuring. It's that we're supposed to do all things as unto the Lord. And so, it's supposed to do it heartily. And so, again, we see these roles and these relationships. We're going to continue that tonight as we move into the home. And I'm glad we've got a lot of kids in here tonight. And a lot of you parents, hopefully the parents will walk away from here encouraged and the kids will walk away from here challenged. Amen? Because we're going to talk about uh, kids' roles, but not just the parents and kids, but also grandparents. We've talked about that before. We've got a lot of grandparents in here. Some of your grandkids are here. Some of your grandkids aren't here. Uh, and it's for the parents and the grandparents uh, to carry out these responsibilities, uh, but the kids also to show to their parents and their grandparents this, this respect and obedience. So, Let's pray, and we'll get into this. Father, thank you so much for your word. Thank you for what we've already been able to experience tonight. Lord, we ask that you would continue to bless. Simply use me as a mouthpiece, God, to speak your word and this message uh, that you have for us tonight. And I pray that every child in here tonight would hear what your word says, God, that they would hear what pleases you and what promises are associated with these commands that we see in this command. And Lord, I ask that you would help us parents and grandparents uh, and adults in here uh, to understand how important this is for our kids. And Lord, that we wouldn't be lax, but we wouldn't be overbearing, uh, but we would simply uh, express your word in our daily lives, not just at church, uh, so that our kids, this next generation, is set up to be everything you want them to be in this world. And um, God, help us uh, tonight to see what you have. And we'll praise you for it. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. So I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. I'm not going to ask any, to, to embarrass any kids um, as fun as that might be, right? Might, might be fun to embarrass kids. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but for the parents in here, even the grandparents, because it's hard to say the grandparents sometimes because the grandparents, they, they can t it seems like there's levels and there's days that it bothers the grandparents and, it, and there's other times that it doesn't bother the grandparents, whether the grandkids listen or don't listen. Every day, it pretty much bothers parents whether the, whether the kids listen or don't listen, right? I mean, uh, we want our kids to obey when we say it. And, and, and even the grandparents in here, when, when your kids were growing up, you wanted them to listen and obey to you. Why? Because you said so, right? That was the word. Because I said so. And they begin to ask the question, why? Why do I have to do this? Or I don't want to do that. Well, why, why, why? Because I said so. Um, I'm the parent. You're the child. You're supposed to obey. But tonight, hopefully, we're going to see... Um, a, a larger, more important lesson in all of that other than just because I said so, which that's a good reason in itself. You know, the, the old saying is, I brought you into this world, I'll take you out. Um, and, um, you know, I, I'm, God's the giver of life, so let's not, you know, let's not step over those bounds too far. But um, I think it's so much fun to all the kids in here. Let, let, me, let me tell you something. I think it's so much fun whenever my kids or, or I see other kids uh, presenting a case, giving an excuse, presenting an argument why they can't, why they don't want to, why they didn't obey us. It's fun. It's a blast. Matter of fact, it's such a blast. I can't wait if the Lord tarries for the kids in here to grow up and experience that fun too. Uh, because it is just more than, than most parents can handle. I mean, as far as fun. Um, uh, goes and so uh, I would ask the parents how many are acquainted with that fun but I won't do that to the, qu the kids again uh, we're not here to injure them or scar them 
but we want them to uh, hear from God's word and, and understand that importance. So in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1, it says this, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. That's a very clear statement. All the kids, how many kids do we have in here? Raise your hand. Kids, raise your hands. Here we go. All, all of them up high. I know, Brother Don. Amen. That's right. We've got some kids at heart still. Hey, y'all can put your hands down. Can everybody hear me? If you can hear me, raise your hand. Kids. Kids, yeah. <laughs> I can. <laughs> uh, amen. Thank you, adults. Y'all are, y'all are setting good examples. Um, so here it is, kids. It's a very simple command. Children, obey your parents. There is no parenthesis there. That means there's nothing like out to the side of it that says, obey your parents unless or obey your parents if it simply says children obey your parents but it does say something very important you guys can see the screen look what it says in the lord in the lord now so in other words there's several different meanings or or, uh, explanations to this one primary is this Obey your parents in the Lord. If your parents are telling you something that's right and and, and it's a standard for their home, if it's according to God's word, if it's um, not against God, not against God's word, then obey them. And and let me give you a good example. So kids, you know, if you want to get, if you want to present a case to your parents, learn the Bible more. Okay? So that way you can come to them and say, I don't think I have to obey you here because God's word says this. Hey, if Avery Addison came and, and did that, I would open up the Word of God and say, let's discuss it. <laughs> <You know? laughs> let's talk about that. I mean, if they're going to present a case while they don't want to follow instructions based on God's Word, all right. I mean, now we're getting down to the nuts and bolts of obedience. Um, but it says, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. And so, again, if your parents aren't telling you to do something that's harmful for you or harmful to someone else or against God's Word, then it's your responsibility, every single child, to obey your parents. Obey your parents. You say, yeah, but I don't like to obey my parents. Listen, there's a lot of things that the flesh of mankind, even as adults, doesn't like to do. We, there, there's things as adults, as Christians, that our flesh says, oh, man. But it doesn't take away from the fact that it's God's word, it's God's command, and God said, this is right. This is right. And, you know, your teacher, it's very important for your teachers at school when they say this is right, this is wrong. Your principal, this is right, this is wrong. Parents, sometimes we think, well, my parents are always wrong. Um, and so we, we, we can negotiate where this is right. God is never wrong. God is never wrong. He's always right. He's all wise. He's all powerful. And God Almighty says, obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. Because this is right. It's the right thing to do in the sight of Almighty God. And so again, kids, it's so important that you do it. But it goes on and says this in verse 2, Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment, with promise, that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. So once again, we see there's this responsibility on the first party to submit. The children submitting in obedience to their parents as unto the Lord and in the Lord. So all children who live in the home. So let's get this straight. Many, Many kids in here. You, you may say, well, my mom and dad, my grandparents, tell them what they should do. And my mom and dad don't listen to them all the time. The Bible says, children, obey your parents. But my parents don't obey their parents anymore. 
This is talking about within the authority inside the home. Once you reach that age of, uh, of adulthood, or I would even go further and say outside of your, your parents' home. And the reason why I'd say that is because there may be longer, uh, especially back in, in Jewish times, that people would stay there uh, for certain purposes. They'd have communities. Uh, they'd have community houses um, as far as family communities. Um, and so, again, those who live at home, you have to realize this commandment to obey God, again, is from the God of all creation. The God who spoke, and it just was. And his command, kids, is for you to obey your parents because this is the first personal human relationship that deals with authority that you have to face. So it's very clear and plain. God says, obey them. This is who I've given you to, and kids, it's your responsibility to obey them. But it also speaks of respect and authority for uh, respect for all forms of authority. So kids, when you obey your parents, you're showing that you have a respect and a reverence for authority in general. Um, you know, when I was growing up, I had a very healthy fear of my dad. And um, I, I, I knew that um, I, I would get smacked if, 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 if I talked back or if, because I saw my older brothers do it. And, <laughs> and so I didn't do it. Um, that's how I learned a lot of the life lessons that I have. No, but um, we, um, I, I had a very healthy fear of all authority because of that, that, that respect that I had for my dad uh, because I did not want to get in trouble at school. I did not want to go to the principal's office when I was in fourth grade. I remember that it, it stuck in my mind, stuck in my life, my whole life. I got called down to the principal's office in fourth grade as an elementary. I, I, I was terrified because my parents always says, if you get a spanking at school, you're going to get a spank worse at home. It's going to be worse at home than the spanking at school. And, um, and so I was like, oh, no. And they called me down. Kyle Dinsmore come down to the office. I mean, I, was, I think I was already crying before I got there. I mean, that's just I was, that's what it was. But uh, I, I was so terrified. I walked in that principal's office, and I, I had no idea. I mean, I was, you know how you, going through my head. There's, I didn't do anything wrong. There's nothing I've done. I mean, I was, I was ready to, to, to plead my case, and it, it happened to be that I had um, did well in the geography B, and they were, they were, they were telling, they were telling me what, what was coming next. But I was terrified of being in trouble from authority, and so again, that just kind of garnered. And so I, I, I've told both of our girls growing up, whenever they maybe would try to talk back to their mom or, or try to, you know, get sassy or something like that. I, and, and, or with me, and I tell them, listen, I told the kids when I used to teach school here at the academy, I said, I, I, right off the bat, first, first very, very beginning of the year, I want to tell you something that is a big deal to me, and that's respect. If you have disrespect, we're going to have a long, long year. And I, I told my girls that too. I said, listen, I do not tolerate disrespect. You, you will not, you will not, Sash, you will not talk back, you will not have, uh, show that disrespect. Uh, to us because I, I, I don't do that. I don't, I don't, I'm not a smart aleck. I don't talk back. Uh, I just don't have that. And so I, I, I will not allow that, you know. Um, so this speaks, again, of respect and obedience to all forms of authority and especially to God. That means if you have a hard time, listen, kids, if you have a hard time obeying mom and dad, chances are you're going to have a hard time obeying God. Again, it's the first, most basic social relationship that you have entering into this world was with mom and dad. 
And so kids, if you have a hard time listening to mom and dad's instructions, chances are you're probably having a hard time obeying God altogether because the reality is if you're not obeying mom and dad, you're not obeying God. That's the truth. So kids, listen. It's not just as simple as not listening and obeying mom and dad. It's that and not listening and obeying God. Let's put it like this. It's two offenses in one. It's two sins in one. I said, well, that's not a big deal. Let's put some math to it. Let's say you disobey mom or dad a combination of 10 times in one day. That's 20 offenses, at least 20 offenses against God in one day. That's big trouble. That is big trouble. That's a, that's a lot. Just with disobeying mom and dad, that's not including you know, any wrong thoughts or any lies or anything else that may have happened that day that you maybe even forgot. That's a lot. So think of this. If you can't master this command of simply obeying your parents, kids, if you can't do that because it's right and it's good, why would God even entrust you as a young child or maybe a young believer with anything else? So you may say, you know, I wish I could do this or I wish I could do that or maybe even as a, as a young believer you, you pray about something, but you aren't faithful to obey even this basic command of obeying your parents, obeying mom and dad. You have to ask, why would God move on your behalf, though, if you aren't faithful to move on his behalf? If you're not faithfully doing what God's asked you to do, why would you expect God to do what you're asking him to do? Recently, I preached that and shared it a, a couple Sundays ago, and I'll put it back on the screen tonight. And this is what I said, don't, don't expect God to honor your request if you're not faithfully honoring his. All the kids hear that? Don't, you say, I, I really wish this, I want that, I, I even prayed for this. If you're not faithfully honoring your parents and obeying the Lord, you even as a young believer can't expect God to move on your behalf. Just as adults, and I'll reiterate it to us adults, we, we, we want God, God, I need you to fix this, I need you to work in my home, work in my marriage, I need you to fix my job, I need you to help me with this relationship, I need you to do this, I need you to fix my health, but we're not honoring the Lord, we're not, we're not having respect and, and moving and honoring his request. How can we expect God to, to honor ours? And the answer is we can. And again, you may say, kids, you may say, I, I wish my mom and dad would let me go here, or let me do this, or would, wouldn't do this, but they don't. And you think, God, I, I'm obeying them. Why won't, you, why won't you make mom and dad let me do this? I'm sure there's been kids that have thought that before. I want you to make my mom and dad do this or not do this. Please, God. Listen to this, kids and adults alike. We have to realize that our obedience to God's commands is to be without condition. Who are we that we think we have a right to put a condition on our obedience to God? I mean, what, what do we think? God, I've obeyed you, now you do this for me. No, he is God. He is the only one that has the right 
to put conditions on anything. We, we are, we, what we all deserve, every single one of us, because we are sinners and we are saved by his grace, we all deserve in our own merit, in our own accord, punishment. But by his grace and his mercy, he saves us and, and he gives us the promises. But he gives these commands and many of his commands have conditions attached to them. We have no right to say, God, I'll do this if you'll do this. Or God, I did this and so because I did this, you need to do this. We have no right to do that. But again, he says this in, back in verse 2 and 3, Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee that thou mayest live long on the earth. Again, there you go. The first most basic command for children is this. And again, God gives this promise with it, that you may have a long and blessed life. Now, I, I want every kid to understand this, and I want even parents to understand this, because again, just recently we, we heard of a tragedy of a young girl, 16 years old, for the Tim Lee's granddaughter. And, and the more that has come out from this, this young lady was on fire for God. I, I mean, she had scriptures all over the place. She was a, a light. She was a witness. She, I mean, had notes all in her Bible, 16 years old. I mean, she was on fire for the Lord. Everything points to that. Her journal, all those things that's out there. This young lady had a passion for God, the things of God. And, and, and so we look at someone who is obviously or, or it seems to be obviously obeying god following god's direction honoring her mother and father her mom and dad have nothing but great things to say as far in that regard uh, in her life and so we say wait a second god's in his word promises that those that obey their parents honor their, their father and mother uh will have a, a blessed life and a long life so how is it that this stuff still happens to girls like that girl Allie? Or other kids or other young people that we may have known that has happened to. We say, that doesn't make sense. If God's promise is there, we have to understand this. This in these verses is not some magic formula. It's not a fountain of youth. Again, it's not a condition. Well, I obey God, so this is what it is. What this means is this. Obedience fosters self-discipline. That's, that's what happens. When we obey God, when we obey what he wants us to do, it, it helps promote self-discipline which in turn brings stability. And in that stability, it adds longevity most of the time to people's lives. And so if we say the opposite, if we say, well, uh, an undisciplined person is someone who is not obedient, and the chances of them making decisions that's going to shorten their life is higher. For example, an Israelite who persistently disobeyed his parents was not able to, to enjoy a long, stable life in the land of Israel. And that's what the, the, the scripture says, the command says. A clear example, Eli. He had sons, Hophni and Phinehas. And you can go and read in 1 Samuel chapter 4 and see what happens. It, it doesn't work disobeying God. Uh, now again, obeying God and so we say, well, so then explain a young lady who's obedient to her parents, who obeys the Lord, who's serving her, her, who's serving her God, like Allie, what happens? Well, when we see the eternal eyes, eternal eyes and an eternal perspective, we see that in this young lady's death, well, it's not her death, she had life. The Bible says that uh, yet they, even though they, they, they uh, died, that yet shall they live. Um, she, she passed on to be in the presence of her Lord. That's what happens. Um, she, the Bible talks about sleeping for those who are in, in the Lord. She, she went to sleep in Christ. She's in the presence of her Lord. 
But in that, in that passing from this temporal realm to the eternal realm, God used that, and over 300 people's lives have been transformed eternally. 300 people's lives went from eternal destruction to eternal life through one young lady's life. And so we say, you know, but it's just I heard life was cut so short. I want to say this. I don't know how many of us in here are going to live our lives and the lives that we live, even to 80 or 90 years old, are going to see 300 people get saved through. I pray that happens in my life. I pray that happens in your life. But if we're looking and we're saying, listen, if I'm inviting one person every week for the rest of my life, let's do the math. One person a week, 52 weeks in a year, right? That's 52 people. How many people, 52 of those people get saved? I don't know. What if one out of 52 people that you invite, if, it's your, if you're just doing the bare minimum of one every week, one gets saved for every year for the next 30 years? How many is that? 30. 30. So again, when we stand back and we look with eternal eyes, this 16-year-old girl made possibly more of an eternal impact in her short 16 years and her passing, her devotion to God, made maybe more of an eternal impact than maybe all of us in here. And so when we think, man, it's just not fair. Well, whew, I wonder what those 300 people or even more maybe to come may be saying in eternity because the Lord used her. You know, and so again, when we, we consider uh, God, God didn't, he's not slack concerning his promises. He's not, he's not failing in his promises. It's just the, the things that come along with it. And so as children, you may not see the overall importance, kids, you may not see what, I don't really see why it's so vital for me to obey mom and dad. But I promise you this. Please listen, kids. If God promises you this, if he promises it, you can count on it. Because God promised it. You know, as parents and as grandparents, we have faults. And sometimes we make promises and we, we, we break them. Most of the time, not intentionally. But that's what happens as, as human beings. We, we fail in our, in our commitments. We fail in our, in our promises. God never fails. He never fails in his promises. He never fails at his word. So when God says, this is the first commandment with promise, you can bank on it, kids. You can bank on it that God is never going to falter in that promise. The blessings are going to come with your obedience to God. And so love rule number 31 is the only one that we have tonight is children's first social responsibility is to obey their parents. And submission to this command ensures the blessings associated with God's promises. And again, if you're looking, I know most of the kids didn't hear, we were all there at one point in time, even teenagers. You know, I, I hope the teenagers, uh, I believe God, God's speaking through Brother Jeffrey uh, tonight, but uh, maybe you get this and you got a teen over there. Maybe you want them to hear this too um, because it applies to them. But most of the time, kids and teens think, well, I'm going to live you know, forever. I've got so much life to live still. Um, and so we don't think of these things as being so important at a young age. But I'm trying to tell you kids, this is so important. You have to know what God's promises are. This is what God's promises are, kids. They are the best promises. God's promises are the best because, again, he never fails in them. He never breaks them. And guess what? God's promises come with eternal implications. And you say, they come with eternal what? <laughs> they come, what, what, they come with, I don't understand what that is. It means this. Your blessings for obeying God and obeying your parents are not just blessings that happen in this life. 
but they carry over into eternal rewards. And so kids, even as young believers, you say, why is it so important for me to obey mom and dad? Because number one, you, it, it opens up God's windows of blessings for you in your life now, for the rest of your life, and then also it has eternal implications. It has eternal rewards that are attached with, obedient, with obedience with God, obedience to God. That's the case for all of us. It's the case for young believers, just like kids. They all have eternal rewards attached to them. So kids, know this. Know this tonight. Obedience to parents means obeying them in the Lord no matter what. Whether they're there and they can see you obeying them or whether they're not. Why? Why is this important? Because God sees. God sees. God sees everything in the heart. He sees everything in this world. Proverbs chapter 15 verse 3 says, The eyes of the Lord are in every place, beholding the evil and the good. So kids, the next time mom or dad tell you to do something, or they tell you not to do something, all kids, listen. The response that you should have is yes, sir, or yes, ma'am. That's it. When they say don't do that, yes, sir. When a grandparent says, don't do that, yes, sir, yes, ma'am. When they say, you need to do this, yes, sir, yes, ma'am. That is to be every kid's response. It's not to be, listen, kids, when mom and dad or grandpa and grandma say, don't do this, or they say, do this, your response is not to be, why? Any, any parents tired of hearing that? <laughs> why? Or I, I don't want to, or, or maybe pouting, or throwing a fit, or arguing, or anything else. That is not to be a kid's response to their parents or grandparents. The response is to be, yes, sir, yes, ma'am. I want all of our kids to know something. I, I love every single one of you kids in here. Uh, I, I loved at Christmas time, we came around here. And, uh, you know, we, we, we've done things in our children's ministry to try to protect our kids more. I mean, I, I love our kids, um, all of our kids. But I want every kid to know something in here. God loves you more than I could ever love you. God loves you more than your parents or grandparents could ever love you. God loves you more than everybody in your whole life that could ever love you. God loves you so much. And so God, I, your parents, your grandparents, you have to know wants what's best for you, all you kids. And so what God does, he gives us direction in his word concerning you. That's why we preach, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. That's why we preach and teach this, because it's God's word and it's good for you. So kids, know this. It's not just about, uh, I, why do I have, no, no, no. It's because we love you and God loves you more. I want to ask the are you coming up here or just, we're just going to play, just playing something back there? If you guys will stand tonight, uh, we're going to move on to parents next week, uh, specifically dads in the, in the next, uh, not next week, but the next message. Um, and uh, I, I want to encourage you to be here, uh, get all these, these relationships and connections. But tonight, uh, maybe you kids, maybe the kids want to come down and say, Lord, help me be better at obeying mom and dad. Uh, maybe you want, maybe parents, you want to grab your kids or your grandkids and say, God bless our home. Help, help, help our kids be obedient. We want to see them have a blessed and long life. Um, but let's pray.
and uh, respond to God's word. Father, thank you so much for this time. Thank you for your word again. Uh, Lord, I thank you so much for our kids. Lord, I look around the room and I see them tonight and, and many of them listening intently. Lord, I, I, just, I, I just praise you for them. Lord, I, I love our kids. I love our families. I'm so thankful that you, you have this body of believers here. And um, God, I ask that you would just move tonight. Help us to respond to your word. And uh, I pray that you would have spoken to the kids' hearts tonight and even to the parents' hearts. Lord, uh, maybe there's parents here tonight that have a hard time um, staying, uh, keeping their kids uh, obedient. Uh, they, they give in. And um, Lord, I, I pray you'd give parents encouragement and strength tonight. To, to make sure their kids are obedient and follow you and obey them uh, so that they are, they're blessed and experience the promises you've given. So Lord, we just ask you to move now, and we'll praise you for it all in Jesus' name. Amen.